The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Welcome to Fofop or Dofop. <laughs> I am Will Anderson and joining me is guest Charlie, number one, Dave Anthony, at very short notice, I've got to say. I have a Fofop booked in with Justin Hamilton this afternoon, ah. but look, uh, I just suddenly had this uh, demand <laughs> from people on Twitter, but also just from the universe. <laughs> I've said a few times, and look, it's not the most original thought of all time, but America feels like the final series of Game of Thrones in that there's no book for it to go off anymore and they're just throwing in as many, it should be 20 episodes and they're trying to jam it all into six and no one knows who's going to fucking win at the end. And I thought I just had to in the middle of this, David, speak to you. I would also... I would also add that winter is coming, but there's no wall. (laughs) (laughs) There's no guards on the wall. There's just no anything. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's like a prequel to Game of Thrones. I think is what's going on. Because Trump is already the guy who had the gold throne. So, like, he's the kind of, you know, yeah. the current guy who's sitting on the throne. He's, and now we're seeing, you know, he's the what's, mad king. what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. He is the mad king. And... Like, just this morning, we'll, we'll timestamp this because who the fuck knows what could happen between <laughs> now and tomorrow when this episode it's comes really, out. It's really, it's hour to hour. happening at the moment. Yeah, it's hour to hour. Who knows? Yeah. So it is uh, Australian time, Monday, 1.03 p.m. And all time has gone out the window, by the way, because when the news first came through that uh, Donald Trump had tested positive to COVID, America was going to sleep. Yes. And Australia, we, were, we weren't going to sleep. Yeah. We were going to sit down in front of the television for eight hours <laughs> and just, like, binge what the fuck was happening. Now, what did you stay up? Did yeah. you hear about it before you were going to go to bed and then stayed up? Is that what happened? Yeah, I stayed up for about three or four hours because I was getting ready to go to bed and then it hit. And I was like, oh, no, here we go. Let's do this. And it was just, it was one of the happiest, most joyous times that we've had on Twitter in a long time. You know what? uh, Did you find out from Twitter or did you find out from a congratulatory phone call? Because (laughs) I know that you are very much like Amy in that both of you probably got about 50 calls from people going, this is like your New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. I have not gotten so many phone calls from people just checking in. Uh, I was talking to my wife outside so we're just sitting there having a conversation and her friend sends her a text and says, Trump has COVID. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. That's just, there's no way, you know, your friend's just someone tricked her. And I look it up and the first thing I see is his tweet saying he has COVID. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was just pure joy and elation 
and I exploded into glitter. It was just really wonderful. Now, what do you say to those who would suggest that it is impolite to find joy in somebody else's suffering and misery and potential death? Uh, uh, so do you not know what fascism is? Do you, <laughs> do you understand that when you do that, you're normalizing a fascist? Do you understand that you spent four years saying that he is treasonous, that he is a fascist, that he does not care about democracy, and he's the greatest threat to America. Do you understand that by saying you hope he does okay, that you're undermining every single thing you said? Do you know that he puts kids in cages on the border and that's all you talk about? Do you know he has their uteruses removed uh, forcibly? I mean, the guy is a fucking animal. He is an animal. I, he's not even that. I would be upset if animals got sick. I don't give a shit. He is a fucking piece of shit. There is nothing... There's no excuse for wanting him to get better. None. He is a terrible, murderous human being. And it saves lives if he dies. It saves lives. Well, that's, there was that argument very early on from those who were saying we have to sacrifice the old people for the sake of the economy. Yes. This is the classic example of that. Look, he's old. <laughs> but never has, by the way... It, it must have been compulsory on that first night for people to, at the start of every sentence they were going to utter, mention that he's 74 years old and he's morbidly obese. It was like, yeah. everybody's like, we ha this is our excuse. We're, we're allowed to legally fat shame him and age shame him. This is our one chance. Everybody start every sentence with he's 74 and he's morbidly obese. Oh, yeah, the most leftist woke people are like, did you hear about fatty? Like, just yeah. everybody, just off they go. Right. <laughs> so that's not a hard and fast rule about fat shaming, then, you say. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of exceptions. But I do understand what you mean, because it's like people hearing that, you know, Hitler shot himself in the face in a cave and going, well, we're sending our thoughts and prayers. We hope he gets better. Like, yeah. no, 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 you're allowed to... You're allowed to celebrate this one. The one good thing that Hitler did was killed Hitler. And if the one good thing that Trump does is catch COVID and, you know, yeah. he dies yeah. of COVID, the thing that he's had everybody else dying of because of his through his, you know, complete and utter lack of leadership, then, I mean, it's it would be the most poetic of all justices. It really would. And it, it's, it, you know, he's... It's not just that he hasn't been responsible. Like, he he's treating it like he's more powerful than COVID and that... And it's also because he, it's vulnerable people that are dying. It's not rich people. So he doesn't give a shit. He's really the worst so of he, the worst. He, he's probably not going to die though, is he? Yeah, no. Um, there, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of schools of thought. Uh, one is that he did, he did get a, I just got it. I just read it from a doctor. A doctor tweeted it. But he got a, an experimental um, anti-body uh, sort of, new cure that's mostly been tested on primates and in primates it dramatically drops the viral load and if that's the case then maybe he is okay because it's only been given to 10 people before with success but then the other thing is, is which really makes me laugh is that you know COVID is crazy and there's just so many examples of people going like I feel really good and then they literally just drop dead like it's just insane. And so when I see him acting and pretending like he's okay, I'm just like, yeah, but like you could literally just fall over in an hour. 
I mean, there is a chance that if it's only been tested on primates, but it's worked in primates, it'll work on Trump because he's not a huge <laughs> leap forward in the evolution. <laughs> yeah, no, there has absolutely not been a lot of evolution. His brother, the rumor is his brother died of COVID. They, no one would say how he died. So it does rip through families. And also, you know, it really affects Neanderthals, like people who have Neanderthal genes. They get really hurt by COVID. So he's got to be fucked there. I mean, there's no way he doesn't have a lot of Neanderthal just in there, packed away. So so this morning on the day that we are, or this afternoon on the day that we are speaking, uh, he did a little uh, lap around the hotel with the Secret <laughs> Service uh, to wave at his fans who'd come out to um, see him at the hospital. So yeah. did you catch that? I did. Uh, he, you know, he, first of all, he's been trying to get his fans to come to the hospital. Of course they have. So he said he was going to do them a, a solid and, and go out there. And he drove by. And now he's in, he's in the, a presidential vehicle, which is hermetically sealed. But he's not alone. There are Secret Service guys and I think somebody else in there. So he's probably killing Secret Service guys because that's the worst thing you can do is in a, be in a tiny sealed environment with other people. Like you're just he's like, oh, I got to go outside. So. You guys have to die. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I got to make a runner. I got to go outside. It, it is like one of those things where you've got to throw yourself in front of a bullet for the president, but it feels like this is a step further on from that. <laughs> they are so pissed. Secret Service guys never talk shit about presidents. They are talking no. shit about him. They are so fucking pissed because they're, they're all getting, they've been getting COVID for weeks. All these Secret Service guys are going down, and it's just because he won't, he won't let them wear uh, the masks, and he's, he just has them out in situations where he's around, they're around all his stupid fans who don't wear masks. Like, it's a disaster. Could you ever have imagined? Like, I mean, it really does now feel like, like we're only in October. Like, there's still the election to come. Absolutely. Like, what else has this year got up its sleeve? Like, I just, it feels, I just was like, what happened? Like, this idea that we will somehow get back to normal. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, we'll just get back to normal. No. Really? No, it's not we normal. Can't. Normal's done. Normal, oh, yeah, like, fucked off at Christmas. Sorry. No, the, no, the, it's completely gone. I mean, it, it would be like sitting, it would be like sitting in, in a jungle and monkeys start catching on fire and exploding. You're like, this is going to be fine. There's no problems yeah. here. This will be fine. Once they stop exploding, it'll be fine. Exploding. No, it's yeah. it, the, everything's different from now on. Monkeys are exploding. Like, it's like, I don't know how people think it's going back to normal. The monkeys are exploding. It's really crazy. I hear people say that. And the worst case scenario is Trump gave it to Biden. He survives and Biden dies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did win the debate. <laughs> Polls were wrong. See, I told you you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have worn a mask. Like, oh my god! Like, it's just Donald's only strategy for the debate was just keep talking so your saliva gets towards him. Whenever he's talking, keep talking. That is a victory. It would be amazing if Biden doesn't have it because they sat in that room together for, you know, an hour and a half. All of his family, all of his handlers, all just breathing COVID everywhere. Like, I mean, what happens if it is Red Wedding style? Because there's like, you know, 
it is top advisors and yeah. you know other you know prominent politicians and all these sort of people have been like you know he went to a donors thing maybe top donors you know for the right are going to be involved in this as well you could really have a red wedding style clean out of the top levels of government oh. and just have to start again it would be like that Kiefer Sutherland movie where they blow up the White House <laughs> and he's the only guy who's not in the White House and he has to be the president that's what it's going to be like well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg turned out to be a suicide bomber because this was all centered around the celebration of picking the, her replacement. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg could have could be the person who killed Trump by getting all these people together and and wiping them out. That would turn you around on her, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Like, I mean, you've got to you've got to erase what's come before if that's your final oh, your no. final play. Yeah, you're like, yeah. We had the seat empty, but. Come on. Did you see the encore? Did you see the thing at the end? It was oh, a bit yeah. murky around the middle, but that bit at the fucking, what a closer. Seriously. Oh, yeah. If she takes out a few of these people, look, the cool thing about, about this is that it's spreading within their community. None of them believe in it. So it's just spreading like wildfire. And we have no idea how huge this, this event is going to be. It could be like hundreds of them. None of them are wearing masks. They're all hugging and kissing each other's faces and shit. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. It's, it is a point of principle. The fact that, like, being safe, even protecting yourself, this is how screwed up politics has become, right? The idea of just protecting yourself in that way has become such a political statement that you're willing to endanger yourself just to, what, own the libs. Yeah, own the libs. That's all it is. They just want to be like, oh, see, I can't get it. I'm right wing. We don't. It's not real. Yeah, like, but I, you have it. Well, they don't think our they argument also... is that you have it. You, <laughs> sorry, mate. Your argument about how you can't get it is actually proved wrong by the fact that you're in hospital and you have it. You okay, but it. Uh, but I can take car rides, so it's not a big deal. I don't know if you've yeah, ever yeah, heard yeah, this. But you've just infected a whole bunch of other people. You're a super spreader. Oh, but they can't handle it. Look, I got it. I'm fine. I'm driving around in a car. I'm fine. So if they get it, they'll be fine. Everybody's going to be fine, except the ones who die. But they were weak. Got a lot of answers. Okay, you've turned me around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, it's really going to be amazing if it just keeps going. I mean, the saddest one of all is Chris Christie. I don't know if you know who he is, but uh, ex-governor of New York. Just a really just sad sack. Uh, it should have been ran for president, ran right? For, ran for president, but didn't run when he should have. He should have run in 2012 when he could have actually competed with Obama and everyone wanted him to run. But he backed out and he also had a thing where he shut down the the bridge going into New York one time and it hurt a lot of people. And he just did it for a political sort of thing. But then he's always been like this guy who didn't run at the right time, right time and then lost. And, he's, and he you know, talks shit about Trump, but then is hanging around Trump all the time. Just like this desperate, sad sack who just wants to be close to power. But no one, everyone ridicules him, doesn't take him seriously. And, you know, he was there for the debate prep and he, they didn't tell him when they got COVID. So he didn't find out until he heard on the news that everyone had it. So now he's in the hospital with COVID and he has asthma and he's a good 200 pounds overweight. He feels a little Chris Christie like if you were the Adam Sandler crew together making one of those uh, movies where they all, you know, get Ferraris at the end and you're just off on some sort of holiday and you all get COVID from that. They tell Chris Rock and Sandler obviously gets a call, but Schneider's finding out on ET. (laughs) 
Rob Schneider's sitting at home watching entertainment tonight and finding out that he has COVID. Come on, you guys. Well, you couldn't call me? What the hell? Like, it's so, it's so him. So, okay. So, all right. So, if, if what happens if Trump uh, is sick for another couple of weeks? Because there's only like, you know, what, a, a month and a half until the election. Yeah. So, what a happens month. if he's sick for, like, you're meant to stay away from people for like 14 days or whatever. So, yeah. let's say that, you know, he has two weeks out of action. What happens? Or does he have two weeks out of action? Or does he just ignore that? If he look, if this cure thing worked and he can get back into action, he will. Even though he's going to be uh, <laughs> infectious, but best case scenario is that it wipes him out and he's unable. He doesn't die, but he's unable to function because then the election just goes on and he's just incapacitated. And it's just for his followers. It's just you know they're in limbo. They don't know what to do and they have to wait. That's the best case scenario. Uh, the worst case scenario is that he comes back and he's fine. And now the now all the Democrats have given him well wishes and they have to try to say he's bad again. And then the other bad case scenario is if he dies and his people go fucking apeshit. So obviously, if he got assassinated, his people go apeshit. Obviously, if he loses yeah. the election but refuses to concede that he's lost the election and give over power. Yeah. His supporters go batshit. If he dies of COVID, do they still go batshit? Or is, again, is that your best possible scenario? He, he could be walking... He could be walking with a spear in each hand, trip and fall, and the spears go into his eyes, and everybody clearly sees what happened, and all of his followers would say he was killed by the Democrats. The spear from the left clearly went in before the spear from the right. Like, you can see it on the tape. That's the sign. But they're just batshit crazy, and they will absolutely say the deep state did it and the Democrats did it, no matter how he dies. Okay, so... we, All right. So what is the best-case scenario other than him dying? Like, you know... Um, so the uh, best case is that he still runs, not that he hands it over to... Because what happens with the vice president yeah. in this situation? Well, the vice president would normally take over if a president was incapacitated. But so now we're talking about long haulers. You, got, you know about long haulers. Like we definitely have a lot of them here in America, but they have heart conditions and they have a lot of neurological conditions. Their hair falls out. They wake up and they feel like their neck's exploding. They can't breathe in the middle of the night. A lot of them can't walk like five steps. They collapse from exhaustion. Um, there's a lot of kidney damage, and they have to go on dialysis. So there's all these different... There's a lot of different varieties of the way it affects you long-term, and it's really prevalent. So the best case You're talking about republicanism, the- right? <laughs> and then you add COVID to that as well, which is... That's right. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. then on top of that, they get a little chest thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> they... Yeah, so the best case scenario is that he has one of those debilitating things where he can't do the speeches Mm -hmm. and he can't function in the way he did, but he's still there. And because he's Trump, he will not pass on power. Mm -hmm. So he's just like a lumpy vegetable thing. He's lump. That, yeah, he's lump. (laughs) He's lump and lump refuses to give up power. That's the best case scenario. And then we just ride it out. And then the other best case scenario is that a bunch of the Republican senators get COVID and they can't 
pass uh, pass through the nomination of uh, the the ISIS type of human that Trump picked the Supreme Court. So those are the things that we're rooting for. Okay, we're rooting for the disease now. We're on the side of the disease. Look. It feels it's like we've been anti the disease for nine months, but we've really turned around on the disease now that the disease is handy for us. Yeah, I mean, look, you got to pick sides in a disease. And sometimes uh, in like August, you're like, no, disease, stop. And then September comes in October, and you're like, go, disease, go. Like, it just <laughs> depends what's happening. You know what? I, I didn't, I wasn't rooting for him in the, my team's out of the finals. And it's, <laughs> I'm on the disease for the playoffs. I want to see how this finishes. And I got all my money on Corona 19. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so we are rooting for it, but we don't want it to be that, that bad. We wanted a nice, medium, right. bad, long term, take out some senators, take out some old senators. And uh, then, then we're it's so weird that to survive for America to survive the next four months and have any chance at a future, we just have to have like five people get really sick and incapacitated. I mean, that's probably a reflection on the system a little, I'd imagine. No, if- I think our system's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is how they designed it. No, yeah, this good. Not, it's, makes sense. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like chess so it's real good real good um okay so if trump dies down there if trump was really sick and he dies what happens to the election in that case if he dies in the next week for example what happens uh my understanding is is that the republicans pick a new candidate uh really quickly get together and pick a new candidate or they can just bump uh pence up which is what I would think would happen. If he dies after the election and he won, I think it gets really crazy. That I, Someone wrote a book about it because it's so insane, the different scenarios that can happen. But if he wins and dies, then it's like before anybody gets sworn in, then it's like apparently this weird gray zone and shit goes. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can believe this, but it seems like our founding fathers who have gotten everything right. It seems like they didn't plan that part really well. It's like, and if he dies immediately afterwards, multi-ball, but make up your own rules. Uh, what, I, what do you want us to do? We can't do everything. Uh, yeah. And there's also, it's also America's really smart. Cause they, they, they vote out someone in uh, and the Senate and everything, and they vote them out on uh, November 4th, and they have uh, you know a couple of months of just doing whatever they want, destroying the country before January. And in that time, they, they still have full power and get to keep doing whatever they want to do. It's really, it's just a good plan. I mean, that is the best plan. Like, I, I, that version <laughs> of it, I just think is amazing. Because like in oh. Australia, like when you lose the election, like, that's it. Thank you very much. Go yeah. at your desk. The new guy's taken yeah. over, right? But like the yeah. idea that you're like, nah, you've got four months. Knock yourself out. Steal some stationery. Yeah. Having a company and for the CEO, you're like, that's it. You're fired. In four uh, months. In three months. Just hang on. Do, four it. do whatever you want. Please. They just keep going. <laughs> Please don't insane. abuse the, the cab charge dockets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I don't think he's going to win now because that debate performance 
really destroyed Trump. Like it really, he actually is no longer leading amongst white men, mm. which is because white men will vote for any horrible person. So the fact that Biden is now ahead by one point with white men is like just the death of Trump's chances. Is that uh, so? Because I mean, obviously, he's not a white man. You know, he's a very browny orange man. Although the pictures he's of him from the hospital, he like yeah, no, incred- he's a incredibly pale. Is <laughs> yeah. this a move to recapture oh. white men by going whiter? <laughs> he's-, <laughs> he's from an orange-faced tribe, which yeah. are originally from Germany, and they uh, their origins are that they. They started putting mud on their face centuries ago, and then it just became part of them, and now they have orange faces. So it's actually a real thing. I think that the reason he's not orange in the hospital is because the sickness, when those orange people get sick, it mm. takes away their natural shade. Yeah, that's how you, And that, I don't you, think it's something what, you should mock. I think that Trump is no. sick, and we shouldn't mock him. And uh, his paleness, you know, that's not his fault. He can't help yeah. it. That's a good point. It's like yeah, how he's a really stick to big, the policies. Fat, There's plenty guy. to talk about about what he's doing on a political <laughs> level, without mocking right. the fact. That, yeah, that's a good point. He's, yeah, you know, if Bernie Sanders had an orange face, would we mock Bernie Sanders for having an orange face? Oh, good lord, no! We just say, you know, that's uh, that's his birthmark, and we don't want to make fun of that. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Well done. Good. Thank you. We've evolved. really we've really taken it to the next level i feel good uh tell me about uh did you see um you saw the debate itself did you watch the entire thing because i tried to watch the entire thing because as i have uh, told you amy has become obsessed with Mm -hmm. uh u.s politics in particular her hatred for Donald Trump and like, you know, but also we have friends in the U S and she's very worried about them with, you know, COVID and you know how it's all being handled. So part of it's on that level, but part of it is just, you know, that any female who's done much investigation into Donald Trump's past history has a few reasons to not think he's the greatest (laughs) person in the entire world. So it's not great on the women stuff. And she's very entertaining to watch like CNN or one of those sort of like news Uh, channels with like genuinely, Super yeah. entertaining because she, like, she watches it like she is commentating <laughs> the Rock and St- Stone Cold Steve Austin at the wrestling. Like everything is outrageous. <laughs> everything, like, she, she will yell at like the the yeah. presenters at Trump. Like there are death threats <laughs> on Instagram pages. Like she has, like, literally. Her, Michael Rappaport would see Amy and go, look, you know what? Maybe it's time to dial it back a little bit. Like, it's super fucking entertaining. And it could not have happened at a better time, this. Like, there's just been, it's been so entertaining for us. But even the debate for us, we, it was just, it was like having a a panic attack for an hour and a half. (laughs) I mean, that. I didn't watch, my plan was not to watch it, but then I started getting so many texts. My sister was losing her mind. My friends are losing their minds. And I'm like, I guess I have to turn this on. So I came on about a half hour in and Finn is sitting on the couch behind me and he is like, what is happening? 
Like, he's like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever... He goes, is this what debates are? Is this what they do in debates? I'm like, this is not what they do in debates. I've never seen anything like this. He can't have other people talk about him. And that's it. He can't have other people talk about him, particularly negatively. He just can't. It can't be part of his world. So he has to keep making noises and go, no, 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 I don't, no, 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 no. Like, he literally is like a child. Like, he cannot do it. It's not within his abilities. So it was just fucking amazing to watch. And then he went, he went crazy full fascist where you're just like, oh, no, this is like the movies. Like, this is like the, the movies where the guy does the thing and then everybody gets killed in the streets. Like, it's just straight up insane fascism. I mean, well, only in that he was asked to, you know, condemn white nationalism and instead <laughs> sent them a pithy slogan for their memes. But other than that, I feel like... And told them that the that the voting wouldn't be safe and that they had to take care of that business. Like, you know, just want to come down and it's real. Like, you know, hey, you've got a lot of nice things here. And it'd be a pity if anything happened to all these nice things. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just real. Like, yeah, you guys should come down and just have a look at this. No, no. I'm just saying that you maybe you're interested in the voting process. Pretty <laughs> <you> good. <laughs> And then the other part of it was watching Biden. And that was like when you're watching a friend do a really important set in in front of, you know, the type of people that can change his career. And he keeps flubbing the jokes and you want him to do so well because he kind of has to. But he was just he's just not there on a level that he can combat that kind of nonsense and he needs to take his time and think about it. Well, he, like, I mean, particularly with, yeah, and which is fine. Like, I mean, we've all seen, like you said, that example of like a really good comedian be derailed by a heckler that won't, who is, a yeah. heckler's not even looking for responses. Like you can deal with a heckler where they say something and you have time to respond to that something. Normally the crowd's on your side anyway. And that would have been the same with like some of Joe's burns. They would have landed pretty hard if like Trump had interrupted and said his thing. And then Joe's like, yeah, you're a clown. Why won't you ever shut up? These sort of things. The crowd would have been like, yeah. But because the heckler just kept going, he couldn't get yeah. any of those lines out in that moment. It well, was he, he needed, they need to. They, they just don't understand that they need to mock him on his level. Like they need, He needs to turn to him and go, you know, a big boy would be able to pe- keep quiet for two minutes. A big boy would be able to do that. And then when he doesn't do it, go, oh, someone's not a big boy. And just, that's what they need to do to him. And But they can't, nobody knows how to do that shit. The only guy we had that could do that was Al Franken. The rest of them just want to make their points and, and they've all been given these attacks that they're supposed to do and and then they team up at a certain point and they get all ang- fake angry and they hit tr- and but just going against Trump and he's just like blah 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 and y- none of your attacks work because you bring you bring up your son Bo Biden and how offensive it was that Trump made fun of soldiers that died and my son's not a loser and he's like well your other kid's a fucking piece of shit like there's no so you got to mock him for being him. I also think that they made the mistake of thinking that, um, and look, it's easy for me to say from my you know couch in fucking Australia <laughs> about how the guy running against Donald Trump for president of America should have done better. But I've yeah. handled some fucking yeah. nasty crowds, right? You're not going to win that fight with little one-liners nope. one at a time. What he needed to do 
because everyone was on Joe's side, at least in like demanding decorum. There would have been Republicans watching that going, just shut the yeah. fuck up. Like, this is embarrassing. I'm on your side, Donald, but what, the way what you're doing right now is fucking embarrassing. Let the man speak and then debate against what the man says, but don't behave like a fucking annoying child. There yeah. would have been people thinking that, right? You needed to understand instinctively that's what people would have been feeling. That's what the moderator's feeling. That's what most people watching it are feeling. And then towards the end, he should have snapped. He should have had a moment where he went, you know, yeah, God damn it, this is enough, man. You have behaved like we are running for the most important job in the entire world and you are behaving like a child. And Donald would be like, no, blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, 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 no. Yeah. I've given you all the time. Right now you're going to shut up and listen to me. You've brought up this and this is bullshit. You brought up this and this is blah, blah, blah. But you know what? We can have a debate about yeah. it. You know, like have a moment. Don't just think yeah. you can get it with a line. Demand that, you know, at the very least that we need to behave yes. like the adults yes. in the room. Appeal to that. Because to Republicans watching that, there would have been a lot of them who would be like, I don't agree with your policies, but I also... That's... You know, there is a still a core of their base who believes that there's some sort of, like, the president is the adult in the room. Yeah. And you could have appealed to that because he was behaving like a fucking child. Right. No, 100%. It, you just had to draw attention to his behavior and not try to get him by calling him yeah. a clown and stuff. Point out what he's right. doing and... It just accentuate that he's acting like a child. What are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, literally that. If he just turned at one stage and just went, seriously, what are you doing? Yeah. We are adults. We are, you know, both men in our 70s and you are behaving like you're a four-year-old child. Yeah. Just shut up for one minute. Let me say my thing and then I'll shut up and I'll let you say your thing. That's how this is meant to be working. We're running for the most important job in the entire world and you won't shut up. Yeah. And then if he, then you've set the agenda. The, the next time he yeah, tries to jump over the top. He undermines. You've, 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 he's hurting right? himself every time every, he talks. Every time he talks, he's hurting himself. Every time. That. Yeah. But again, they don't have, you know, all they have is... One of the biggest problems with the Democrats is they have a small group of consultants they always listen to, and those consultants often lose. They're the ones who told Hillary to do all the shitty stuff she did, and, and they're the same people now working for Biden. What they need to do is have a comedian come in or someone used to crowd work, you know, have Moshe Kasher come in and go, I do crowd work. This is what I would do in this situation, and teach them some of that stuff. But instead, they have these... Old school political people that don't understand social media and, new, and the way new politics are working and they want to live like it's in the 90s. They need to bring in someone who views shit from a different way and they just don't. Uh, it would be amazing if it got to the second debate and everyone was like, Biden was really sharp tonight. <laughs> like, what's the difference? And they go, oh, you know Moshe Kasher? He's been working <laughs> with Moshe Kasher. <laughs> Uh, Indie comedy it, darling Moshe Kasher. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Isn't he married to Natasha? Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, Moshe Kasher. Pod, yeah. Podcast with his wife. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. She's real funny too. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. he's working with Biden on his crowd work. Uh, Todd Barry's coming in next week. He's like, <laughs> And then Tony Kameen, who? 
He's an old San Francisco guy from the 90s. He was really good with the crowd, but he never really took off after that. But he's... <laughs> In the third debate, Biden's just going to get a list of topics up on a screen behind him. He's going to set list it. Won't even see the topics beforehand. He's going to weave them all together. <laughs> Healthcare, climate change, exploding monkeys. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So... Uh, if Biden dies before the election, is it a similar thing? Does, does Harris yeah. then just run for president? Yeah, I think that they would just immediately bump her up. I don't think there's any question about that. And I think they picked her because of that reason, because I think everyone's a little worried that he'll kick because he's so old. Yeah, so, yeah, they would immediately do that. And then they put someone else in as the VP. Who would be? Which would be Bernie. Bernie, if they were smart, they would do Bernie if they were smart. But they're not smart, so they won't do Bernie. But if they were smart, they would do Bernie. <laughs> but they would pick... Uh, it's it's weird that you just turned into Rain Man for a second. <laughs> 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 Dave was rocking back and forward and counting, <laughs> counting poker cards as he, as he recited that. <laughs> Man. Uh yeah, they, they've miscalculated some stuff that they didn't realize was happening, even though people kept telling them it was happening. So where's Bernie right now? He is, no one is campaigning more for Biden than Bernie, and that includes Biden. Like, Bernie is campaigning more than any Democrat that exists. What? He's not a Democrat. W- why? Why is Bernie campaigning, like, more than any other Democrat? Because he lost half his family in the Holocaust, and he believes Trump is a, uh, a Hitler-type character that is going to destroy America and rule with fascism. Mm. Mm. I mean, a lot of people believe that, and a lot of them are, you know, campaigning, you know, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're wishing him well because he got a cold. <laughs> they're, they're, sending, they're sending their thoughts and prayers in his direction. It is such a tough moment, though, isn't it? I mean, look, I understand. Like, I'm, I agree with what you said. Like, if you, un, if you truly believe that he is what he is and he's leading America to where it would inevitably go yeah, with that sort of character, then your level of sending somebody thoughts and prayers and wishing them well on their recovery... Uh, you know, it's easy to say I would not do that. But when you're running against them for president and stuff, there is a different set of conventions around in how people... It would be a tough moment to go, how do we handle this, I think. Okay. So here's what I would do if I was in Biden's team. My state would be like the 208,000 people who have died because Donald Trump didn't take this seriously like the 7 million that are, have been infected and the many who uh, are now on their six-month month of going through symptoms, like the children who are separated from their parents and in cages, like them, like I wish that they had a better outcome, I hope Trump has an outcome too. But at the same time, he needs to take a look at his own responsibility. That's the statement. Something yeah. like that, but not, I hope you get better. Fuck off. I hope you get better. I, yeah. Come on. You could do a, I think it's great that the president has access to a level of healthcare that was contributed yeah. by American taxpayers. And 
that he'll get more than his seven hundred and fifty dollars worth in you know, our excellent healthcare system. Yeah. Like you could make some you could make some points as well as sending your well wishes, I think. There's there's no reason to like if it's a different candidate that is bad, but Trump has no morality and he would be laughing and gloating like they did two weeks ago when Ginsburg died. They had fucking parties and were cheering on the side of the road and they're just monsters. So it's, you're not saying lower yourself to their level. You don't have to celebrate, but you can take that time to make a point and not be nice to them. You don't have to be nice to them ever. There's no reason to be nice to them. Yeah. There is sometimes an element of, uh, when uh, they go low, we go high. And uh, when we go high, they just sneak in underneath us. <laughs> and they're like, ah, <laughs> Well, there is no, it's politics. There is no, when they go low, we go high. When does that win? Okay, so what, what most likely happens next? You know, um, what, what, what's your little, I mean, it's very hard to predict anything at the moment, of course, but... What is your prediction for, you know, how the next, you know, week or two play out? My God, I wish I had a prediction. I think that um, I think that as far as the SCOTUS pick going through, I think the Supreme Court pick is not going to get through because I think that a bunch of the Republican senators are going to be down with COVID more than enough, you know, to stop it. So I think that's kind of on hold. Now, whether they can still push it through come January in that time period when they get to <laughs> govern when they should, shouldn't be, or late December, you know, that could happen. Um, Trump is a, is a total mystery because if that, if that experimental therapy works, he's going to be okay. But if it doesn't, He's in really bad shape and he could easily die or be at a commission for a really long time. And that's sort of what I think is going to happen, although it could be hope. But the way it came on and his symptoms and the fact that they were giving him this really intense steroid that you're only supposed to give people if they're really in trouble. Well, if they're doing that, I think he's in a lot of trouble. And even though he's out driving around and stuff, like, I don't know if you watched, did you watch Chris Cuomo when he had COVID? Like, he would go on the air and do his show every day for two or three hours. He'd host his show, and he said it's not that bad during the day. But at nighttime, he was like, nighttime is like hell. Like, I, I live through 12 hours of absolute fucking hell. He's, like, chipping his tooth because he was shaking so much. Like, he was like, I passed out and hit my head. He, he said it is... It is an ungodly experience at different times. So you're fine, and then all of a sudden you're just like, I'm dying. So Trump 74, the people who take that steroid that he took have a 25% death rate. He's obese. He does not take good care of himself. He is an Adderall addict. So his prognosis is not fucking great. So it seems to me like he's going to be in trouble. And if he's in trouble, I think Biden wins. And as long as Trump isn't dead, which I don't think he'll die, I think he'll just be really fucked, then uh, it's the only glimmer of hope. I, it's the only scenario that I can see Americans not killing each other come November. And I think that might happen. If Trump uh, dies on election day, 
and still wins. That's tough for Biden. <laughs> I mean, there have been a few elections in American history where a dead guy wins, and it always just makes me laugh so hard. But that's a rough one to take. Like, that, at that point, Hillary, even Hillary's like, Jesus Christ, you're just fucking unbelievable. Yeah, at uh, least he was alive when he beat me. Yeah, if Biden wins the popular vote, but the corpse sweeps the electoral college. <laughs> my son, when my son found out, because he, he's read about COVID, and I didn't know the stuff that he knew, and he goes, you know what I hope happens? You know how some people lose limbs? I hope he loses his, his arms and his legs, and then he's just like a potato. And I was like, that would actually be really, that would really work in our favor, because how powerful is he at that point where he's just like a lump? No, I think he'd get like he'd get like robot arms and legs, right? He'd like get the <laughs> he'd like suddenly have gold legs and gold arms, gold like Robo Trump. Robo Trump. That's what we got now. He's like, I want to get some get some of that robot technology. He's gonna be like Doctor Ock. He'll have like eight hands. You know, he'll He's be able to be eating cr- a big crushing people's heads, grabbing somebody by the pussy. Like, oh, that's my just my pussy hand. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one that's just for grabbing people unwantedly by the pussy. Uh, I kind of want this Trump now. It just sounds kind of fascinating. <laughs> what if he said that? He what said, the- look, the bad news is I'm going to lose my arms and legs. The good news is I've done a deal with the military and uh, some local gold manufacturers. <laughs> And I'm going to have eight golden arms by election day. I pledge that I am going to be the most successful president ever because I'm going to be able to do the work of eight men with my eight arms. They're like, Trump, that's only four men. Like, men normally have eight men. (laughs) Eight men. That's how it works. Eight men. And then all he's doing is all he's doing is using the arms to eat chicken McNuggets and and grab asses. He would have only a specific arm for McNuggets. It would have a perfect little grip, and the McNuggets would go in. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, We should finish this up because I I know that you are super busy at the moment. Uh, You've got, uh, you know, your podcast, The West Wing Thing, which I was very happy to be on an episode of that for your season finale a couple of weeks ago and so people should go and check yeah. that out that was uh, great fun that was a good one and uh, of course the dollop uh, now do you have any special dollops planned pre-election is there anything you know specifically you know election focused or anything that you're doing in the run-up no uh, I'm not I was going to but I've changed because Aaron Sorkin is doing the Chicago Seven, which is an act They were like violence. the Jackson Five, right? It's like a music, <laughs> yes. Music bio. So good. Right? About the Such Chicago good singers. Seven. Oh yeah. my God. They could light up a room. Uh, about really the great. band Chicago, right? Is that not right? There were seven. That's of them. right. I mean, yeah, Chicago. No, it's about, it, so it's really focuses on the horn section. I mean, that's what it's really all about. <laughs> it's about the horns. <laughs> so, for Australians. Who might not be as aware um, of uh, the Chicago Seven and that story? Like you, tell me about that story. Well, essentially, I mean, they took seven of the biggest radicals in the country at the time. I think it was 1970 or 1969, and 
put them on trial and it was essentially like, you know, they were essentially just on trial for being radical leftists. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's like Abby Hoffman and, and, uh, Tom Hayden and, uh, and, uh, uh, my God, I can't remember the names, but anyway, um, but it's really like they're leftists, they're, they're radical leftists, but after it happened, liberals were like, Oh, those are our guys. But at the time they hated them. So the biggest liberal writer in the world is now taking their story and, um, really not doing it justice. And so it's really offensive to leftists that that's happening. Uh, and I've heard it. I've already read some stuff. It's pretty neutered, and he's taken out, like, he's put some really horrible shit in there. So uh, it need, it need, leftists need to attack him really hard and come out and say, no, these are our guys, not your guys, and you don't get to write this story and tell the tale. Okay, so you are going to do a dollop about that. That is the movie already out about the Chicago Seven, or are you going to drop the dollop pre the movie? Pre, it comes out on the fifteenth, so I want to get the dollop done before that and uh, and down. So I would have to get it done in a week and a half, I think. Is but I got, I just can't, I can't sit. This guy is just a monster. Like Eric Sorkin is just a monster. I, I just can't take him doing this. Like it's just really, it's really offensive. That he's doing this. <laughs> Uh, well, um, that, uh, that's exciting to look forward to. I appreciate that. And uh, just more generally, we always like to finish with a, what have you been watching or what have you been consuming? Is there anything that's been taking your fancy lately? Yeah, I watched the bo- I'm watching The Boys. Mm. So season two of The Boys or are you watching yeah. season one into season two? Season so, two. And uh, how do you feel about season two? It's good. It's not as good as season one. Yeah. But I do, I do like it. I think it's, I still, it just entertains the shit out of me. Like, I still think it's just a really fun show. It is super entertaining. That's the, the thing about yeah. The Boys. It, it, like, when it, sometimes it's not great. I think season two yeah. is a lot patchier than season one was. Um, but yeah. there are individual moments of it that are just, you know, really super entertaining. Yeah, look, the acting's great. And then it seems like every show, there's a couple of moments that just make you laugh out loud or go, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. And it's just like, it's really well written um, from that perspective. So you're always going to get some, you're going to be like, wait, what? What's going on? And <laughs> and that's great. I mean, the, the sex scene between the two, <laughs> the two big... Uh, Bad superheroes is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> like they just do stuff. They like this is just you know, wonderful. Uh, so, all right, man. Yeah. I will uh, let you go. But thank you so much for uh, doing this uh, special edition of uh, Fofop slash Dofop uh, to keep us up to date with what is uh, going on uh, in America at the moment. Um, anything else we need to watch out for as America observers from the outside? <laughs> Just, just uh, I would just watch how many people try to uh, apply for asylum in your country. That's all. Oh, it's okay. We're not letting people in now. We're just, <laughs> we're just we're, that's that's what we are now. Each to oh, are own. you doing? Are you doing all people or just uh, just brown people? Which which is it this time? Oh no, it's all people you... now. We finally oh, solved racism by stopping all people coming to our country. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we've got a problem that you're just stopping brown people. Well, we've got a solution. It wasn't the one you were going for, but it is more equal. <laughs> That's great. It's good to hear. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. No worries. Say hi to Justin. <laughs>